I'm Zach. I'm Riff. I'm Jim. And I'm Kevin. It's time for episode number 230 of Video Games Hot Talk. Gentlemen, did you think we would make it this far? Yes. Okay, so did I. I didn't really think about it. Especially yesterday when we were on uh, episode number 229. Mm, yeah. You remember yesterday? <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. It How feels like hours have passed since yesterday. Uh, Zach, are you drinking rye whiskey? Yeah, it's all there is. Ah, I'm so sorry. I, I don't know, like it. I know you're not a fan. I used to like it. I used to like it okay, but then I suddenly something changed, and it's like, rye, gross. Is it... More uh, like die. More like <laughs> I would rather not drink this. So, so are you are you just desperate to be drunk while recording a podcast? Is that uh, what... Is that as always the case, yes. Okay. Yeah, All right. this is like a ser as opposed to an star if English had that, right? Like... Uh, like wow, I what is that distinction? To my core. Well, like, esto you, estoy hungry, uh, soy a man. Okay. Like, so it's, it's, it's temporary, temporary versus, versus permanent states. Es so, like, estoy milk versus soy milk. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For, like, Halloween. Estoy right, milk, right, like, yeah. that's my mood. Soy milk as in me llamo Harvey Milk. <laughs> right. Estoy muerto. I mean, I guess soy muerto, because that's pretty permanent. That's permanent as far as we know. Soy death? Yeah. <laughs> soy bomb. That's a, that is probably a deep cut that nobody gets. That, no. I bet people are more likely to get it from the Guitar Hero 2 soundtrack. Soy bomb? Yeah. I don't even know what that is. Uh, Honest Bob and the Factory to Dealer Incentives yes. named a song on the Guitar Hero 2 soundtrack after... The guy, what was it? Like he, he like he ran. He was a backup dancer in on a Bob Dylan broadcast or something. It was, I think, it was at the Oscars or something. Or? Okay, we wearing the the phrase "soy bomb" on his chest. Yes, I think in, in um, paint. Yeah, that was a cool song. It was. Um, I remember Dan Schmidt talking about how um, his intent for that was to record a surf rock song that uh, didn't have any whammy bar motion in it so people could add it in while playing the game wow. because when you play the game normally you're you're adding all these like whammy to songs that already have like just the right amount of whammy so what the fuck you're doing right <laughs> i think it's cool that the uh there's so many like local boston indie bands got yeah. in the first couple of yeah yeah well then that, that remains well i mean most of those local bands were harmonics employees well that too yeah that that helps yeah and that remains true with uh, with Amplitude, the uh, the oh, new yeah. one. Yeah, did that come and go with no fanfare at all? It has been pretty much released. I yeah, believe. It, it it exists. It exists on the PS4, and then I also saw people complaining that like they got an email saying Amplitude's ready for download. Here's your code, and then you can enter the code on your PS3, and it says it's not ready because the PS3 version isn't released. Oh, huh. I'm excited that that's done because that means that. Uh Work will proceed faster on Shard, which is Roger Hanna's like other game that he's been working on for a couple years. Oh, that platformer where everything dissolves into polygons to triangles in particular. Is yes. that a is that a harmonics project? No, no, no. It's he he just sort of was contracted to do some oh, I work see. on Amplitude. So yeah, cool. Cool video game talk, guys. We escaped from a from AT and T park. park. We did a we did another one of the Japanese it's company scraps room escapes. Except the room still was a an fire entire hazard, baseball stadium. 
We did it really fast. We did do it fast. It was much easier this time. We were a very small team, and we did it very quickly. They, you I think you they, did it. You just solved all the puzzles. We were just trailing <laughs> along behind you, watching you solve the puzzles. That's not, that's not true. I, I believe it. I, I ran off and collected a bunch of puzzle pieces on my own and then put them together. I was I was in the spot that we were all supposed to meet back up to to talk about the puzzles, but nobody else was there. And so I just started. We couldn't make it. It was it was it had rained for the previous one. And so I think they moved a lot of the puzzles inside the stadium. And so it was this horrible just clutch of people, many of whom were huddled around a uh, a piece of like legal pad paper that had been taped to the wall above one of the concession stands with some notes, presumably to the concession stand employees on it with some numbers that everyone was pretty sure was part of the puzzle. Oh, wow. <laughs> and that led them to another concession stand, which was mentioned in the note where they were focusing a lot on the clock above Shit. the concession stand. Uh, <laughs> it was creating a lot of traffic hazards. And I was like, I don't think that that's part of the puzzle because their <sighs> branding is pretty clear yeah. with yeah, their you materials. Don't, you don't, you never need to uh, make your own red herrings and a thing like that because players <laughs> will make their own for you. Oh, we were also, uh, it, we were in the stadium where the San Francisco red herrings play baseball. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing that trick like you do for a dog where you pretend to throw the ball but don't. <laughs> yep, that's the whole game. <laughs> it, they're like they're like a novelty baseball team, like the yeah. Harlem Globetrotters yeah, yeah. were a novelty baseball team. Um, <laughs> especially not really playing baseball. <laughs> like, say what you will about the Harlem Globetrotters <laughs> basketball. Um, I'm trying to imagine what a Harlem Globetrotters version of baseball would be. <laughs> just balking, just over and over again. Do you think that if you were a baseball player and you balked a lot, that, what does that a, mean? a what commentator does would start referring to you as Fireuza Balk? Or do you think that anybody <laughs> would recognize the name Fireuza Balk from such films as The Craft and The Waterboy starring Adam Sandler? Almost famous. I don't actually remember if Fireuza Balk was in The Waterboy. I think she was, though. <laughs> she was in that other Wizard of Oz movie. Wait, so what's balking? Yeah, what is balking? Uh, it's when you like start to, I, I think it's something the pitcher does. It is like, if you act like you're going to pitch oh. and then don't. In the hopes that the batter will swing at nothing. Yeah. Oh, wow. Is, does, is that a strike? Or that someone will start to, someone will start to steal thinking that you're pitching uh, and then you can throw them out. Okay. I think that's what balking is. That sounds know, plausible. Man. I just wanted to make that joke about fire a balk. <laughs> <laughs> There's walking and balking. Mm-hmm. Balking. Yep. You Walking. can walk the walk, but can you balk the balk? That's what they ask a, a baseball pitcher to see if they're ready, to see if they've got the right stuff, or if they've seen the right stuff, which was that astronaut movie that came out around the same time as Bull Durham, <laughs> which was that baseball movie. <laughs> I think I got the right stuff in The Natural confused when I was a kid. The Natural was a baseball movie. The right stuff is the, the astronaut and test pilot movie, right? I never saw it, but I think yes. Okay. Yeah, it was about the the it was about new space, space program and how, yeah, the the test pilot, uh, the the group of test pilots that were working in the Air Force like moved on to be astronauts, early astronauts. Except for the ones who failed the training, who went on to form New Kids on the Block, which is why their first album was called The Right Stuff. Yes. Is that what that was called? Oh oh oh! <laughs> That's how it went. Okay. <laughs> the whole album. Basically. Yep. It was just that over and over again. It was more of like a Gregorian chant album. So, 
way they yeah, went so far. Ambienty. Pop chant. Ambienty. <laughs> <laughs> the main thing I remember about the right stuff is that it came on two VHS tapes. Ooh, like Titanic. Yeah. Just like Titanic. So DVDs have two layers, right? And they switch between them in the middle of the film. Does it this is a dumb technical question, but does it like read from the outside in on the first layer and then inside out on the second layer? Yeah, I think you'd notice if the laser had to move, right? I don't know. I mean, how much I, buffer is there? Yeah, I I know that, for oh, example, laser discs don't really have a buffer. Um, They're just writing directly to the screen, more or less? Yeah. Huh. That's uh, why but, in like, but clubs I, in New York in the 80s, uh, DJs would like <laughs> scratch movies. <laughs> right. <laughs> it sound really cool. <laughs> Which is why... Uh, you need to have a um, a CAV laser disc deposit because the CLV laser discs um, they uh, they're the, the laser. I believe it's uh, constantly accelerating as the uh, laser. Wait, no, it would be constantly the spin would could be constantly decelerating as the laser moves inwards. Well, so maybe it doesn't start. Maybe it starts on the inside and then works its way out. Uh, it could be, yeah. What does the L stand for if not accelerating? Uh, it's it's um, constant angular velocity and constant linear velocity. Oh. oh. But I think DVD players have actual RAM. I would imagine that they could, if they wanted to do it this way, they could just buffer up, you know, however Maybe many frames like it takes CD to move the laser. Walkman has a, a little bit of a buffer. Yeah. Because, like, you can shake it. You have to shake it for a while before it will skip. <laughs> To hit it with a hammer. The good ones, times, yeah. yeah. There was a time when cars had LP players. No, I don't. Them. Was there? Was there, there, there a time? There were a few cars that had. No, them. there were Cadillacs. <laughs> I'm gonna do a search. LP player in car. Yeah, they're totally. There are videos of it. That's like that's like some pimp my what, ride shit. What years? This looks like sixties. Did I, I already would, have eight tracks. I would be much less surprised to see uh, an LP in a modern car, like a modern hipster car, like an aftermarket thing, than I would uh, yeah, a car yeah. from the sixties. Instead of instead of car speakers, like just has the fixie uh, Volkswagen right. phonograph horns. The, the convenient thing there is, if you lose one of your wheels, you can just put a record on in place of the wheel, <laughs> and then you can both get where you're going, and all of the passersby will get to listen to your hip tunes Ooh. as as it. <laughs> Because the road plays the music. No, you get somebody. It's with, only going to play the first few of seconds of the music. Gladiator spikes on their wheel. Right. <laughs> oh, gladiator shit. spike is a is a needle. Uh huh. So this is like driving in formation, like the Blue Angels. You mm -hmm. got to be really precise about it. Yep. Or, or you could, if the road just wore down the the uh, record, like layer by layer, it would. The road itself would play the music mm, if yeah. it wore it down in time. Or just get, you know, how they have those rumble strips at the side of the road. You just tune those grooves, and so it yeah, yeah. plays I, the music as you drive over it. I'm pretty sure I've heard of, like, a novelty road in in Scandinavia or something that does that, that actually plays a melody when you huh. drive over it. I, uh, I just I saw a play this past week where someone had to explain how a record player worked to another person who was from the future, basically. Right. And it was a really concise cogent explanation it's like do you see these grooves it's actually just one continuous groove and it was it, yeah. it captures the sound and you can play it and it amplify it and you make it by doing the reverse process and it was just like yeah it's just it's it's a simple enough idea that like you can you grok can, it yeah a human being can understand this idea yeah i mean cds 
I guess the laser is really complicated, but if you ignore that, if you just pretend that that's just a you, needle, you need to know you like you need to know about like coding, yeah, you know, like, you need to know about digital analog conversion, uh, yeah, like you have to explain the concept of shiny. They invented, <laughs> you know, the gramophone before Plastic. they invented speakers. Sure. Oh, did you just have to stand up real close to it? Well, no, you had the, the cone. Is a, like a, oh, like right, an the old cone. Okay. It's got, it's got a thought, membrane that vibrates. Does it actually? Okay. No, no. Not, so. Early gramophones do not. Early gramophones were just a tube. Yeah, like when you, when you put vibrates. your phone in a bowl. Like, you guys like never put you your go phone to a in a party bowl? and everybody puts no, their I phone in a bowl and then you grab another phone and you fuck the person whose phone you got. You fuck you the just first person on their, their contacts selfies. list. <laughs> you just fuck their. You just fuck the phone, right? Yeah. It's... You guys want to do some listeners' mails? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Kai Wingfield writes: Hi, dogs. In a recent episode, Zach expressed his dislike of a splash of paint on a picture of a robot and of the undesigned nature of the glitch aesthetic in Strawberry Cubes. On the other hand, I know that Zach enjoys certain machine-authored art, such as emergent game stories and the Twitter bot at Get Cockney. Uh, I'm not saying I think Zach is inconsistent, but I'm interested in what you think of the artistic slash aesthetic difference is, if any, between Jackson Pollock or not complete sentence random game text on the one hand and uh, at Get Cockney or your own sign offs on the other. Love the show. Well, we've stopped using the randomly generated sign offs because I find the aesthetic abhorrent. <laughs> what, what I will say is that randomly generated text, when it is done on a like per word and sentence basis, is a lot more to me like a Spelunky level than it is like a Michael Bro sprite, right? I What I don't like is, say, random streams of letters presented... Like the Matrix. ...to me. Yeah, like, that is not interesting. And the just, like, arbitrary sections of just, like, fucked-up, glitched-out pixels... So is it the, it's the fact that there are individual meaningful units arranged in different orders the thing that makes it funny in the case of randomly generated text or an interesting platforming challenge in the case of a randomly generated spelunky level is that there are rules enforcing a coherence on what comes out of the randomness the the get cockney bot is an interesting example because given its source data it is it almost exclusively produces nonsense but every once in a while it produces something pretty funny every once in a while it produces some actual like plausible cockney rhyming yeah, slang it, i feel like that sort of thing is often only funny if it's curated yeah and like in in general i mean i i i think glitch aesthetic stuff is great but that's distinct from pure randomness in that there is a human hand in its creation like right. i think one of the problems with strawberry cubes was that it felt too random to be interesting like it was a little bit too hard to wrap your mind around, and to the point where like it wasn't even sure there was a pattern to see. That right. yeah, I feel like that was my problem. It was like I, I, if I knew that it was all intentional, I would probably have been more interested in diving into it. But I just was not sure. Right. Lemon Courier says, regarding 1Q84, my girlfriend and I got into a heated argument while on a road trip listening to the audiobook of 1Q84. I repeatedly accused her of rewinding to earlier chapters when I started <laughs> recognize sections being repeated. Is that a thing that happens in that book? Yeah, it's 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 real repetitive. <laughs> it's it's not exactly that entire sections are being repeated, but 
the characters tend to muse about the same things over and over. So there, there's a lot of there's a lot of scenes that are extremely similar to things you've already read. The Alanis Morissette album, or at least the one I had, uh, starts with the uh, Jagged Little Pill. Starts with the song "You Oughta Know" and then ends with like a slightly different mix of the song "You Oughta Know." Mm-hmm. And whenever people like like walked past the office when I like the album was ending. I just know they were judging me for listening to that album again a second time in a row, even though they never said it. <laughs> I feel I, I am certain that they were judging me. But you think that hearing you ought to know twice in a row, I would have felt like they were judging me for just listening to you ought to know on repeat. <laughs> no, no. Like presumably, presumably they know the, well, I, I don't know why I would assume they know that the album starts with that song. Anyway. <laughs> Well, I mean, everybody listens to that song, listens to that album over and over again all the time while they work. Sure, sure. That was a pretty good album. Oh, yeah. I like it a lot. Like, there's a lot of good songs on that album that you don't don't really think about, you know? You got got your one hand in your pocket. Uh Uh-huh. That's a really Um, good... I like that song a lot. mm Mm-hmm. And that, wait a minute, sir, you mispronounced my name song. Oh. That I don't remember the name of the song. I don't either. Yeah. There's a lot of good songs on Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill. (laughs) Oh, you ought to know is on there twice. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's so good they put it on there twice. Jim. It sure is. Thrensa says, my two cents on the Fallout discussion. As somebody who gives zero fucks about the main story in a Bethesda game, 42 hours in Fallout 4 and I've still not gone to Diamond City, I think the B-tier characters in New Vegas are more memorable slash better written than 3. New Vegas is greater than 4 is greater than 3. IMO. I cannot remember a single character from New Vegas. Was that a sigh of disappointment, Riff? No, that was a sigh of me trying to think of a character in New Vegas. There was I the liked Mr. The... House guy, the AI thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't an AI. I, I like the he? I like the eyeball robot. Spoilers. He was cool. No, he was a you eventually can go kill him. He's he's like a dude. He's a like a three hundred year old dude in a in a like isolation tank. I thought he was the an robot AI. cowboy was cool. Uh-huh. Oh, I remember oh, the doctor the, who there's you, the, the who sniper in the, the tyrannosaur mouth. Oh yeah, he was man. <laughs> he was the only companion I ever played with at all because he was the only one that seemed to fit my my sneaking Boone, and sniping. Yeah, Boone. He was How? the only one who fit my playstyle, and he was the most boring guy. I ended up just not using any companions at all. Yeah, I only I only remember him because of I finding the sniper in the tyrannosaur mouth. Yeah. Oh, was that the one with the was New Vegas the one that had the lesbian Brotherhood of Steel companion? Yeah. And, okay, uh, I liked her. Felicia Day does her voice, I think. Oh. Am oh. I remembering that right? How could somebody oh. be three hundred years old and fall out? They just were rich and they had been in like suspended animation kind of. But what year does Fallout take place? It's 2170-something. So it's from the 1800s? Yeah, he was born in the 18... Like, he was he was middle-aged in the, like, Rat Pack. Okay. Vegas age was the... Because the alternate history is that the nuclear era, like, went in a different direction entirely, kind yeah. of? Yeah. But, like, the apocalypse didn't happen until 2070, and I think New Vegas happens, like, 100 years later. Okay. Anyway, 
Yeah, this is not to say that I remember a ton of characters from Fallout 3. Do you remember any characters from Skyrim? Uh, yes. The horrible uh, The Hulk one with missed. the horrible voice, yeah. <laughs> uh, her, uh, oh, okay. fuck. Harangar Halffire? <laughs> what, what the fuck was it? What was his name? Oh, Ferengar Secret Fire. Yes. <laughs> I remember Ferengar Secret Fire, the guy with the worst name. I mean, the worst accent. That was a fine name. Uh, yeah, I can't think of anybody else. I mean, I have very vague images fangs, of like some of the yeah, some of the fans and the oh yeah, yeah Lydia, like, Lydia, the useless companion. I remember her. There's <coughs> there's beard guy and second beard guy. <laughs> yeah, and I think that the whole plot of Skyrim is you're choosing which beard guy you're on the side of. Yeah. There's Emperor Beard and then, like, the Beard Rebel. <laughs> but I could never really remember, like, there was like, oh, some guys came here and did some stuff, and I never really understood which side those guys were on. It wasn't like New Vegas, which makes it really clear to you that everyone is bad by making it so everyone crucifies someone in front of you, <laughs> like, in the first 15 minutes. <laughs> You're right, so that was some better storytelling. These guys are bad guys. My favorite character in Skyrim was Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> yep. uh, somebody made that mod that puts me in as a companion with a bunch of clips from early video games hot dog episodes. I want to play that. That sounds great. I saw a longer video of it the other day that I hadn't seen before. It was pretty good. Uh They'll, he'll give you cocktail recipes, which they, they just stripped out all of the cocktail from instructions from Advice Hot Dog. Yeah. yeah. It just, does it have your face? Did they, they map yeah, your they face it, to a... It's like a beard guy. Okay. All right. Did you have a beard at the time? Uh, no. The guy has long hair. I had long hair at the time. Yeah. All right. Uh, Joe says, I know you guys have said in a previous podcast that musicians have to win the dual lotteries of skill and beauty to be famous, but what do you guys think of Ronald Jenkins? Do you like him? Also, I feel like that's the thing that Jim said. I don't know that I necessarily yeah, believe that. Ronald Jenkins, I actually, one. like, I think he is deliberately playing up his awkward aesthetic to sound better than he is as a musician by contrast. I don't actually know who it is. Yeah, I, I had to Google him. Oh, he's he's awesome. Well, and I'm not just saying that because he looks really awkward. He's a he's a YouTube musician. He plays uh oh, it's some high end Yamaha thing that makes whatever you do sound cooler. A motorcycle. Um, it's a it's a it's a you know a, a keyboard uh, a musical keyboard. Um, he's not that improv piano man that's been it's the hottest thing on Twitch for the past couple of days, is he? I don't know who that is. I don't I don't either. Yeah, I don't know. Um it sounds like the sort of thing he would do though. He has he has a he has like a regular piano and then a keyboard and he's sort of playing a kazoo. And he like has he'll play both of them at the same time. That that's that sounds a little bit less like Ronald Jenkins now. Okay. Yeah, he 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 has this like look where he's got these uh, Coke bottle glasses that really play up like enormous uh, expressive eyes and deliberately like I think I, I I get the impression that he's deliberately playing up his awkwardness hmm. um, so that being a good musician like he, he it's, it's even more impressive by contrast to that 
I see. That's that's my take on his gimmick there. Kevin, if somebody wanted to send us a listener's mail for the listener's mail segment that we just did. Oh, this podcast Whoa. is over already. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I'm, we're out of... There is nothing to drink in this office. There's water. As W.C. Field said, I don't drink water. Fish fuck in it. Okay. Like, specifically the water here. I put <laughs> fish in there. Oh, the did you get a pair of fucking fish? <laughs> yeah, I got a pair of Siamese fucking fish. <laughs> Uh, this well, is good. This really is smart. All, we put this part of fish are fucking fish. We put the fish discussion <laughs> right after the listeners' mail yeah. segments. So no, people wait, know fish don't mail. fuck. They lay eggs. There has to be some sort of insemination. Yeah, but they, but they like the the lady fish sprays some eggs on the seafloor, and then the male fish jerks off on them. He doesn't just like eat them because uh, they're delicious caviar. Guys, yeah, yeah. I think only humans like fish eggs to eat. Anyway, if you want more uh, insightful banter like this, not true. you can ask questions basically <laughs> I, about I anything. Stand, uh, you want to find me a video, I'll watch it. And uh, of, like, of anything other than a human eating fish eggs? And enjoying it. You, okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, like, it's like, if they have to write an essay about how much they enjoyed it, then yes, I guess your point stands. <laughs> Go to videogameshotdog.com and fill out our stupid web form. Send us a Markov chain generated like porn stories or some porn ads stories. for Viagra or fuck. Is I'm porn stories to... a website already? It's gotta be. It should be if it isn't already. What? I'm not gonna go to it. Pornstories.cool. No, but all the listeners are right now. Yeah. Pornstories.trainhotdog.cool. You yeah. could make corn stories. Corn Ooh, stories? Corn yeah. stories. Dot corn. Uh, one time, Jonathan Davis commissioned a microphone stand from H.R. Giger. Cornstories.com. <laughs> we should do another podcast that's just uh, us telling stories about corn, but we shouldn't research it oh, yeah. or know anything about corn. I think that would be way better. Yeah, yeah. We could use Rory's story cubes to make up stories about corn. Okay. I don't have any Rory's Rory's story cubes right now. The Rory, uh, you can make a story about the rural juror using Rory's story cubes. <laughs> what do you Rory's call the, story cubes is really hard to say. I think he did that on purpose. What do you call the the I Ching sticks that you throw? Uh, yarrow. I think they're yarrow sticks traditionally. Right. I don't know what a yarrow is though. I, uh, the thing is the I Ching sticks. But oh, is, is that as not per like what you just a said. kind of plant or something that the yeah, sticks are made out of? Or? Yarrow is a kind of plant. Achillea millifolium, commonly known as yarrow or common yarrow, is a flowering plant okay. in the family Asturiaceae. Okay, so it's, there was the misunderstanding here is I wasn't asked what they were made of. Oh. I was asking what, what you call them. I don't know that they have any other name than that. Oh. Eaching sticks. Yarrow stalks. Huh. Or coins more modernly coins yeah you can also anyway, use coins to we should we should tell stories using the I Ching how do you use about coins? corn how, how do you use coins to tell I Ching that you, yeah. you flip three coins and uh, I forget which is which but one side is three points and the other side is two points you could and also use sex dice tells you to tell, tell stories about dice? corn Four to tell coins. stories about Wait, corn. There's oh. a two-coin method, a three-coin method, and a four-coin method. Uh, we want the one-corn method. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Unless you, you get a, you get an ear of corn. I bet Jonathan Davis from Corn has an Iching tattoo. We could just throw darts at him. <laughs> <laughs> what he would like it. Uh, did he did he sing a song about how you should throw darts at him? Yeah, but it was all grunty scat, so you couldn't really understand it. Grunty scat. <laughs> I saw that video once. That was yeah. That was their latest album, Grunty Scat. Yep. Uh, have you guys been playing any video games? Uh, all the video game I've been playing is next week's assignment, so I pass. Yeah. I've not played anything new. I've just been, I finished the Layton game, and so there's an entire year's worth of, like, daily puzzles to do. Uh, okay, show's over, I guess. Jim, have you played anything <laughs> other than The Witness? Uh, I played uh, Gravity Go- Wait, no. Fuck. Uh, I pl- <laughs> I've been playing uh, A Good Snowman is Hard to Build. Oh, yeah? By for the first time? Alan, yep. Mm. For, by Alan Hazelden. What do you I, think of it? I really like it. I am usually not into Sokoban-style games, just because, like, historically, like, I remember playing The Adventures of Lolo as a kid, and it it's just, historically, those games are just really too hard to be fun for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently, now it's okay, now that it's okay to make a game that's only a couple of hours long, it's already, it's also okay to make a puzzle game where the puzzles aren't actually that hard. There's a sort of like a meta puzzle that is hard, right? I yeah. Mean, you can't, these guys are never going to make an easy game, right? Like, a good snowman is hard to build. I will say, I think it's easy to finish. Yeah. I like to see fin- the credits. <clears throat> to see the credits. Okay. I did yeah. not finish it, but I got way further in it than I normally would in that style of game just because I, like, I didn't get to see the good part of Corrupt because I was oh, not good yeah. enough at Sokoban to solve mm, yeah, the dang. opening puzzles. That's too bad. That's a pretty good part. No, I mean, I get it. I get why it's good. Sure, sure. But... Yeah. I, I, a lot of it was um, just that I liked... I, thematically, it's adorable. Like, you're oh, making yeah. snowmen, and the snowmen have little costumes and individual names. You get to hug them. I didn't uh, do that. Fuck, I gotta play it again. His tweeting (laughs) in character is pretty cute. I didn't see that. That's awesome, too. That's a person doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is it not Alan? No. It's somebody else. No. Well, I thought it was Alan. I thought it was like, oh, I was gonna give him a pinch on the cheek next time I saw him. Oh, that's adorable, Alan. Huh. Who is it? Is it somebody we know? I don't remember who it is. It is. I'm almost positive it's not Alan, though. Uh, and I've been playing, um, I played a little bit of Just Cause 3. Oh, huh. Um, and if you guys have played Just Cause 2, it felt a whole lot like that. Um, this is a game where, um, you are given, uh, a whole bunch of tools, some, some, like, traditional first-person shooter tools like guns and some weird things like a wingsuit and a grappling hook and a parachute like that you can reuse over and over again. Um, and you're, there's a story, but really the game is mostly about running around and blowing shit up. Mm. I like that. It is the name is like just cause, like I can do yeah. this because it's, I'm on the uh-huh. right side of history and also just cause, cause whatever, just fuck around. Yep. There's yep. no real point. Yep. Yeah. That's it's, a pretty, that's right up there in the annals of it's game titling history. Very. And, and it's very apt because yeah. they do like, 
they do have this like you're a revolutionary story, but it's really you're just fucking blowing shit up. And and it's it's just as good as the as Just Cause Two is so far at least. So like I I really got into that game um specifically because I really enjoyed moving around the world. Like you can drive cars and they there's a button to like get on top of the car and then jump to other cars from the car. But can you like, sketch? I th- <laughs> you what I know that one thing you can do if I remember right is um. When you're in a parachute, you can attach your grapple line to a car and have it drag you around, I think which is it, cool. Um, I believe it was Nick Brecken the other day posted a, a video capture of, I think, this game that featured a corpse hanging from two wires that were attached to two opposite like high points like between buildings or something right the character down below pushes like a little handheld button and a rocket lights up on the corpse and it starts spinning wildly in a perfect (laughs) circle like one of those buzzsaw toys yeah 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 that's that's definitely just cause three or or it's uh, a a player mod of just cause two like one of the the modding scene for two got pretty crazy including adding multiple of grapple lines so that's just a just a base feature of three now nice. um you can just attach but uh, it, it's you can just attach a, things to other things and do so repeatedly i think you have wow. six lines um <laughs> to play with just induce do crazy shit and put it on youtube and and then market the game for them um <laughs> Oh, but to, to finish my thought, uh, like there, it gives you a lot of different ways to move around. But the one that really hooked for me was using the grappling hook to grapple the ground in front of you, and as it's pulling you towards it, open the parachute, and then you it, it converts your forward momentum into upwards momentum, and then you can just grap- repeatedly grapple the ground in front of you to fly around as you sail around on the parachute. Huh. Which I don't think that actually makes physical sense. But it feels right, uh, which I can't say about a lot of game physics. Um, I mean, I feel like being able to just in midair shit out a grappling hook uh fast enough to then like you'd have like thousands of pounds of cable Uh in whatever. And and also like like, the parachute, the parachute doesn't retract when you. When you um, release it, it just flies away, but you just have another one okay. every time. <laughs> I imagine the recoil on the grapple gun would be significant, too. That's probably true, yeah. I, I don't know about that. If it's if you're just shooting a little hook thing, it's not... You outweigh it so heavily. The the odds of you being able to shoot that and just have it stick in whatever... It's covered in uh, silly putty. <laughs> no, sure. Okay. And so when you when you get to your ultimate destination, you can stop and look at the newspaper comics. Yeah, you, you can have a copy of Hagar the Horrible. <laughs> yeah. you, you know. That was always... It seemed like a cool thing to do with silly putty. It ruins silly putty. It ruins the yeah. silly putty. It's yeah. all like, ugly it's all and fucked up. And it's fuck- gross. Yep. Yeah, and also that's how they get you to buy new silly putty and new newspapers. Yeah, yeah, because it ruins the newspapers too. Also, why do you want a backwards copy of Hagar the Horrible on a less convenient? Like, ah, I want. Well, what you do is you press the silly putty against other silly putty, and then it's forwards again, or against your skin, and you have a permanent Hagar the Horrible Horrible tattoo. (laughs) Oh man, what if you just what if you? 
God, this is that thing where I want somebody to have lost a bet where they have to just go like whatever tomorrow's family circus oh. is. You just have to have a full back tattoo <laughs> of wow. tomorrow's family circus. Oh my God. Wow. No. Uh, let's let's see what the most recent I, family circus is. Just okay, to, okay just for reference. I hope it's the one where Billy like, is like making a dotted line around a place. Uh, see, that would be awesome. Okay, so it is little girl in ice skates sitting on ice, saying, "My feet keep skating without me." Aw, that would be a fucking sick fullback tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> is that does that say Jeff Keen? Yes, I thought it was Bill. Oh, I is that his Jeff son? Is Jeff his is son. his son. Yeah, the Family Circus is now by Bill and Jeff Keen. Also, Bill does not even know how to spell Bill. Isn't it like B I L or something? <laughs> yeah, is Jeff spelled J E F? Uh, no, but he knows how to spell his son's name. Well, it was Bill's dad that didn't know how to spell Bill. Mm, okay. Well, there's like Keen has some he extra letters. Like, I'm also going to do that to my son. Died in 2011, son. so I'm guessing he does not have a lot to do with uh, with Family Circus anymore. Yeah. Well, you say yeah. that, and maybe they have years of advance work done. They just haven't released it yet. They're slowly going through the archives. Of- and Jeff is just taking credit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you could probably just do a pretty straightforward. Family Circus Markov chain, and nobody would know the difference. I, it definitely reuses concepts a lot. If you did like Family Circus without Garfield, <laughs> <laughs> I played this free-to-play game that I saw one of the guys that we did the Room Escape with playing, and it's it's this EA uh published like disney lucasfilm star wars free-to-play game that is it's called galaxy of heroes and it is like just this super rudimentary like five up to five actors on a side sort of turn-based jrpg combat with all these star wars characters and a billion different currencies and ways to level them up and like doing missions to earn shards that represent like one 25th of an Obi-Wan. <laughs> <laughs> so, if like, get, this is his third ring finger knuckle. <laughs> yeah. If you if you get 25 of these, then you get an Obi-Wan, I guess. Huh. You know, six months... I, I saw you playing this, and six months ago, I would have just dismissed it as stupid. And it is stupid. Yeah, it's... <laughs> but... It's garbage, but uh-huh. I keep I keep opening it up because it's like, boom, three stars. Yeah, log on every day to claim your rewards. Oh, claim. Good job claiming. You leveled up. <laughs> but, like, having seen The Force Awakens, I am, like, thinking positive thoughts about Star Wars for the first time in, like, ten years, maybe. Probably longer than that. Um, and... Yeah, I might play a game with some stormtroopers in it. That sounds kind of fun. I bought ten bucks worth of microtransaction currency to just see what you get for ten bucks. It's basically nothing. That like, did about- not unlock a single character. Spending ten dollars. Wow. Did not unlock. That sounds about character. right to me. Yeah. There's. It was like ah, check out this uh, f- this bonus Jedi pack available now. It's a bundle. It's like you get a four star Mace Windu. It's forty dollars. Whoa. For that. Specialty. What bundle. about the? How much would the one star Mace Windu be? 
Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think you might just have to get a bunch of little bits of mace. Yeah. Just a big pile of, like a sack of mace, yeah. mace parts. Yeah, like a, like a shaker of, like a shaker of mace. Yeah. yeah. What, what does mace come in? I have no idea. Spray cans? Well, that kind of mace, yeah. yeah. Is, do you think that that's based on mace? Do you think it's called mace because it's made out of mace? Yeah. I actually have no idea. It's, it's totally what it is. Really? Really? Huh. Huh. So, but you put that on food and... I mean, you don't use it. You don't you use don't, a lot of you it. You don't put the food in your eyes. <laughs> you don't put the food in your eyes. Exactly. <laughs> Wait. I mean, what? I guess pepper what? spray is also made out of stuff you eat. So that's true. That's an excellent point. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like if you were so badass? Like if you were the kind of guy that had like a full back piece of that family circus where <laughs> the girl is like, my feet keep skating without yeah. me. You would just like use pepper spray like it was breath spray? Yeah, or, <laughs> sure. Like or, or just like, yeah, just spray it right into your bologna sandwich. That's, that's what you, that's your cool nickname for your mouth. <laughs> bologna sandwich, yes. Yeah. What? Your lips are like bread, your tongue is like bologna. Sure. I, w- I was hanging out with a dog recently. I also like sandwiches with that has. That has the biggest fucking mouth. I think it's a pit bull mix. And like, this dog was just smiling up at me and panting and opening its mouth. And like, it was like. Disconcerting? It was just like, it was like if the cookie monster actually had like teeth and a throat <laughs> and, and lips. And I was. It, yeah, it was very disconcerting. Did you feed it? Did you throw like a whole ham? <laughs> it would have fit. <laughs> Uh, I eventually realized that, like it, it, like upon a closer observation, it didn't actually have rows and rows of teeth like a shark, but it just had like teeth in the shape of a regular dog's mouth. But then this, the the mouth to either side of it is just a big lip. Wait, it had three mouths. <laughs> you know, Bill Simon, the bass player from Corn, had his dog's mouth surgically lar- enlarged. Oh, is that true? So it just goes all the way to the back like a like a hinge, like the <laughs> guy only, in that toothbrush commercial. Not only is that not true, I also uh, don't know the name of the bass player from Corn. <laughs> Pretty sure it's not Bill. Oh, no, don't admit it. You gotta make something up. Well, I'm saying we have to. The premise of the podcast has to be clear. <laughs> Otherwise, we're gonna go to jail. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. Yeah. We'll, we'll, We'll get but, arrested for uh, false advertising. Just to make it clear, I really Bible. did hang out with a dog with a freakishly large mouth. What was the joke that was even... It was cornstories.cool? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so that's... I kind of want to... I kind of want to actually do this. I'm, I've consolidated all of my domains to hover now, and they're... So, they have this this sick deal where uh, you can get a domain for ten ninety nine for a year, or you can get five years for seventy ninety nine. A good deal, <laughs> yeah. Which I don't. You're I not mean, you're not a math major or anything, but that seems like a dubious yeah, choice. I mean, it's like, well, you know, what's what's it worth to you? The assurance that this is going to be here for five years, like. I feel like it's really common. I don't know. If, I don't know if this is like built into the IP protocol, but it, I feel like it's really common for domains to be cheap for the first year and then more expensive than that for subsequent years. Subsequent years. Yeah, that's that's possible. This Star Wars game is almost identical to a, another free to play Star Wars game that came out last or no uh, in 2014 at this point that I had. 
I had to search through the video games hot dog archive to remember the name of it. And I think it was Star Wars Assault Team, um, which was just very similar to this. But it wasn't. This one has like actual 3D models of the characters and animations uh. for them, whereas that one was like first person. And you oh. know, your you had little cards that represented your characters. And when you did a lightsaber attack, it just did like a lightsaber swinging out in front of you. Um, but it had you like moving through environments. And occasionally, like, opening a container or something, and this just has, like, just puts you in a backdrop. There's there's a button that you can use to just automatically make all of the combat decisions for you. There's a currency that you can use to just have it, like, they just let's just act like I played this. Give me the rewards. <laughs> yeah. Man, if there's one thing I really like about video games, it's moving through environments. Yeah, like, opening containers and... Yep. Finding things in those containers to use to kill more dudes to, uh-huh. that are in between you and other containers. Yeah. Well, like, and you're doing that like on a map screen, but like imagine if that were in a physical environment. Oh, that, like if you could kill dudes in the real world and take stuff out of their containers? <laughs> yeah. You know, um, Chad Fleischman from Corn <laughs> uh, once killed a guy uh, just to open his retainer uh, case. Uh huh. What, what? How did he kill him? What? What was his method? <laughs> tune in, butter tune butter in poisoning week, with, with a candlestick. Um. <laughs> butter poisoning with the candlestick. All right. Yep. I believe it. It was it was a it lead, was a candle lead candlestick. candlestick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we were on the same page there. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, are we talking about the assignment? It seems like nobody's played anything except The Witness, and we can't talk about The Witness because that's the next assignment. Unless you want to say general things about your feelings about The Witness without talking about the game. I, or, I, I think uh, it's a pretty good game. I don't think we should talk about it too much. No, yeah. I also like it a great deal. Yeah. And I'm enjoying I, playing it. I, I uh, There are aspects of it that I could do without, but I, I'll save it. Sure. <laughs> like anything that is not the act of walking around or doing a puzzle <laughs> navigating I mean, menus well there are no menus yeah there's like no ui it's great yeah it's pretty if good if you hit escape don't ever hit escape while playing this game <laughs> right if you hit escape in the game you hit escape in real life <laughs> <laughs> Man, it would be awesome if there was a thing you could do that would just, like, it was the equivalent of hitting escape, like, oh, I, fuck, I went into the wrong house. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Escape, oh, I'm outside again. Like, it's like you could get some feature. You could get yeah. a lot more done. You, you could load like, the last save, but the, it auto-saves when you walk through a door. It'd so. be so easy to, like, if you had a lot of groceries to bring in from the car, you could just carry a bag of groceries in and then hit escape, and then you'd be back out front. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, so if you went and bought a lottery ticket, you could hide in the store without going through another door until the lottery results were posted. That's right. <laughs> wait. wait, and then when you hit escape, you'd go back in time? Well, sure. You're reloading the save. No, no, no. You're not reloading the save. Well, I was just, talking about reloading saves. Out. Oh, well, okay. But that's not... I, I, apparently, we, we're we're envisioning different cosmologies. That is not what escape does in anything. <laughs> escape is never quickly. Escape is how you load a save. <sighs> not not like just escape. You also have to hit no, load. Like, usually, F nine is how you load a save. Well, that's like a quick load. But if you want the menu to to get to the save load 
Quick Load McGraw. <laughs> that was the hmm. that was the nickname right. of the uh, keyboard player from Corn. <laughs> <laughs> it was because he was really fast at loading his gun, which he used to murder O.J. Simpson and search his containers. Nope, <laughs> he, was, he just did it for just did it for the sheer unadulterated joy of O.J. Simpson murder. It is kind we of ironic. Find Quick Load. McGraw in prison and tell him about searching containers, about the joys. Oh yeah, we should. We should also say inventory hey, management. Can we interview you for our podcast? <laughs> yes. Quick load McGraw. <laughs> yep. Okay. <laughs> so this assignment, uh, Gravity, Gravity Ghost. Ghost. Yeah. yeah, I liked it. I liked playing this game. Yeah. I liked all of the stuff about it that wasn't playing the game. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, interesting. I thought the map was really cool, actually. Yeah. You, do you and you, you really like the cutscenes? I really, really like the cutscenes. Huh. I I did not at first like the cutscenes, and they grew on me. But like, oh boy, initially like, I was not on board. I the thing about cutscenes that tends to bother me is like, well, this was really slow and like just some cliche genre fiction bullshit that I didn't need to say. And the cutscenes in this game were so weird. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's true. That, that like they, they just actually became something new. Mm. Like I, I really, the, the thing that makes me the saddest about the fact that I just do not like the jumping around planets and shit. Cause you don't get to see all the cutscenes. this is that I don't get to see all of the cutscenes. Yeah. I really want to watch all the cutscenes. Like, a story about a little girl is by itself incredibly new in video games. I thought the I I really liked the voice acting, but it took I, I was I'm unsure about how chirpy the voices are compared to the seriousness of the subject matter. Yeah, I was, was bothered by weird. that protagonist's voice. I I should have looked this up. I think it's Ashley Birch, the actress. Oh, huh, yeah. Um and I remember like I, I remember thinking like it, it's a little too glib and snarky a tone for the subject matter. But yeah, I, I the flying around stuff. Yeah, I never quite got I, the me, hang of it. Me neither. It's <sighs> like it was a real bummer because for a game with, I mean, it's put it puts all these collectibles and stuff on the screen that you feel like you really ought to try and get, but the act of moving towards one of them is such a crapshoot. And the penalty for failure is waiting for fucking ever yeah. to land, potentially. <laughs> like, that's just the... Yeah, that's that's that gets better. You get an ability, which is basically way more... Yeah, oh. it just immediately kind of crashed to the ground, which is um, fine. Yeah, I, I love I games I could have that... stood that to begin with. Sure, yeah. sure, yeah. I love games that are about interesting kinds of motion um, and learning to, to manipulate... Uh, you're you're manipulate your way through space basically, but I feel like this game was so it was purportedly about orbital or, orbital mechanics, but either orbital mechanics are too complicated for the human mind to really like, mm -hmm. or for my mind to really get a hold of, or it Especially doesn't really do. When there's like six planets and they're all moving around in their own orbits and shit. yeah, I I got the impression that it was actually drastically simplified from what the actual orbital path would be um and i never well, you never just flew off into space and died in the cold <laughs> right. vacuum of well there's certainly that yeah right um then you always have a little bit of like 
of air control, so to speak. Um, I never really understood. Like, if there was a single planet, I would understand what moving left or right would do. I think but- they. I think what actually was happening was that it was picking a planet for you to be around. And that planet was constantly changing depending on what you were closest to. Yeah, and whatever and then, your feet were pointing to, you'd yeah. kind of move relative to that. Yeah. But I was playing on my laptop, and I could not always reliably tell like which direction the character sprite was facing because the character sprite was a little too stylish. Yeah. Yeah, but I I really enjoyed the the feel of the game, like in terms of the art and the music yeah, and really just gorgeous. the atmosphere, and I liked... I liked returning animal spirits to their skeletons. That was really charming and satisfying. And I like collecting stars in games. What about flowers? Not so much. Okay. It it comes from Mario 64, I think. Okay. Uh, that that like I I I just have this like in the same way that I grew up with cats and so I really like cats like I can see a cat doing cat stuff, and I'm like, "Oh, that's a cute cat." Other people just say it's a cat, like it's a, <laughs> it's a fucking cat doing cat stuff. I feel that way about stars because of Mario 64. I think, like, "Oh, it's a star." I love collecting stars. You're gonna love Braid. I did love Braid. <laughs> did you collect all the stars in Braid? I did collect all the stars in Braid. Wow. I followed a walkthrough to do so. Okay. I didn't. I didn't like f- solve all those crazy puzzles myself. I didn't even ever see any of them in my walkthrough. You found a couple. I found two naturally just in by playing, yeah. and was like, because every now and then I'd get to place and I'd be like, it seems like I should be able to go here, and sure enough, it seems like I should walk right. away from my console for fourteen that, hours. Yeah, like that was a thing that I would like. I did not find, and yeah, that makes me a little nervous about the witness. Well, that's super above the clouds content. Super like, like, uh, like not just optional, but like really optional. Yeah. Um, and I, but still, and I, I remember I think saying the witness was eighty hours long last week or the week before, and I think a lot of that's optional content too. Yeah, I think I've even because uh... because I've heard people talk about finishing the game in twenty. Yeah, I'm 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 at the the uh what I what I imagine is the end game sequence, but I'm pretty sure that there's at least one series of puzzles that I haven't finished yet, so I have right. definitely there's found cases where stuff. there's multiple ways to achieve something, like you can solve one set of puzzles or another set of puzzles and get the get the end result there. Yeah. And I'm curious how I would really, because I know that this exists probably on a whiteboard within a mile of us, the, like, <laughs> dependency chart mm. Oh yeah, of all of the puzzles in The Witness. I, I am would be so interested to see, like, what that graph looks like and how they arrived at the decisions. Yeah. Anyway. Next week. Yeah. 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 Do you think they invited John Blow to the Firewatch launch party? No idea. Maybe they did. Maybe maybe we'll get to throw beers at him. Maybe we can tell him stories about corn in exchange for uh, tales of, of the design process of The Witness. Sure. Anyway, our assignment's The Witness, because we were all going to be playing it anyway. Riff is already about to beat it. 
How many hours into it are you, Worf? Uh, I couldn't really say. I, I've I've been playing it pretty steadily since it came out the other day. So I don't know. Have you maybe... slept? Yeah, probably not twenty hours. I don't know. Have you have you slept since it, it was released? Uh, once. <laughs> <laughs> You've had one sleep. Yes. I think it was released yesterday. Yeah, it was Yeah, but it morning. was released like midnight of yesterday. Oh. So. Wait, really? On on No. Pl- not on Steam. On Oh, on yeah, on Steam it came out at like 10 a.m. yesterday. Yeah, well, I remember that being like people talking about that specifically that that they tried to release it at midnight, but Steam doesn't let you do that because they don't want to deal with support problems yeah. in the middle of the night. I see. So like a guy at Steam has to like flip a switch, right? Well, uh, no, you you as the developer you push the button, but the button is just disabled between like 5 p.m. and 9 a.m. Hmm. Fascinating. Is it and it's like not available on weekends or something? Probably, yeah. Huh. Well, guys, uh, I guess that's it. I'm sorry we didn't play any video games. That makes this a really difficult podcast to put it's together. It's just a hot dog. The, it's there's no video game to it. <laughs> All the non-game stuff is the best part anyway. It's cool. Okay. Well, and guys, I've had a fantastic corn. time uh, recording it's episode number 309 Creamed corn video games hot dog with you. Uh, and I hope we do it again real soon. And listeners, I hope you'll join us. And until you do... I'll join you. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Fuck, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were just nonplussed by me saying I would join you. Okay. Like what? You can if you want to. All right. I mean, I want to talk to you about the witness. Uh, yeah, I want okay. to talk to you about your feelings. We'll we'll do that. We'll do that. I'll, I'll we'll do that next week, listeners. See you next week. Good night. Have a great week, everybody. stuff.